Hey everybody, this is Coach John Daly here, back again with a super special guest. On the other end of my phone right here is the one and only Jeremy Todd. Jeremy, are you there? You know it, buddy. I'm ready to rock. Fired up. Hey, before you get going and telling a little bit about yourself to uh, all the listeners out there, because I know a little bit about you, but I just wanted to mention to everybody, uh, Jeremy and I met uh, at Sam Crowley's event uh, almost a year ago. So it was June of 2017, down Cincinnati. And I could tell right away, we had a meet and greet, uh, I think it was the Thursday night before. Uh, we had some great drinks and some great conversation. And I could tell when Jeremy got there um, just how fired up he was because I could kind of overhear him talking to everybody. And, and he went around introducing himself and really was a, really was a, a welcoming sight uh, with all these great people there. Uh, I had a great weekend, and we've kept in touch ever since. He's got a great podcast, which I'm sure he'll tell you about uh, during our little phone chat here. But, Jeremy, why don't you uh, take us through a little bit of your, where you got started, uh, where you grew up, and a little bit of your background for us. Yeah, man. Uh, well, first of all, I appreciate you having on. I mean, I know this podcast is going across the world to millions and millions of people, so I feel real honored just to be on, uh, have the opportunity to really give back to uh, you and being a good friend. And, like I said, anything I can do to obviously help you, I'm always in. But, you know, uh, it, you know I, started, I was born and raised just south of you, my friend. I was born and raised in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Mm. Uh, to a family of five. Um, my mom and dad divorced at an early age, but, uh, you know, it never stopped me. It was an opportunity to learn two different types of, two ways of life and I had two opportunities to learn two different lessons, I guess, you know. So yeah. I feel very blessed about where I grew up at. And then uh, it went very low income. Uh, you know, we weren't setting the world on fire by no stretch of the imagination. But, you know, it's funny I say that and I look back that, you know, I never really ever needed anything or wanted anything. But, I, you know, now looking back, I know we were definitely low income. But it's interesting how, uh, you know, mindset plays a big role of, you know, what you actually uh, perceive as reality, you know what I mean? But, mm, um, you know, did that for a while and born and raised in a little Catholic school uh, called Precious Blood. Big shout out to PB in the house. <laughs> Went to a big, uh, big public school called Northside High School. And then, uh, yeah, man, I just kind of kicked around jobs. had no clue what I was going to do. I, wasn't, I was a terrible student, terrible. Uh, you know, it's just, it just wasn't my passion, you know, and, I, and you know, we can kind of uh-huh. talk about that another day, but. You know, I know you being a teacher and all that, you probably see kids that, you know, hey, sometimes school's just not the right thing. You know, nothing wrong, nothing bad with people, just say, hey, it just wasn't for me. So um, I kicked around a couple different jobs, got in the banking, got in the car industry, and I really had met a lot of great people and learned a little bit about uh, who I am and what I really love to do, and that really helped me identify. So, you know, it's funny, I didn't feel like I figured out who I really wanted to be until I was in my mid to late 30s. Wow. And that's just a big shout out to everybody out there. It doesn't really matter when you figure it out, if it's 20 or if it's 60. Um, it's, it's an interesting uh, life is never over. There's always an opportunity to grow and learn. And that's why I love you with you doing this podcast and, you know, getting out of your comfort zone and, you know, trying to be better. So a lot of hats, well, hats off to you too, my friend, a lot of respect and, you know, putting yourself out there. It's a, uh, it's definitely, um, it's a fun journey. I'll give you that. Definitely the podcast. And then, like I said, I really enjoy your podcast. So again, thanks for having me on. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jeremy. That's awesome. I got to tell you, you and, and Sam Crowley, uh, which we'll talk about in a little bit, really kind of helped push me in a, in a great direction of confidence and uh, getting going with this stuff. So you made a great point there uh, in your little conversation with you didn't figure things out. There wasn't a light bulb moment for you until your 30s. And I think a lot of people think that, oh, we got to figure things out as you're coming out of high school or, oh, I got to go to college. And there's a lot of things that happen later in life, isn't there? Well, absolutely, and, and I think that's the biggest thing nowadays is we get so caught up in being one to compare ourselves to other people, 
you know, look at this person's doing, I can do that, or I can do what he does and or she does, and we compare ourselves so often instead of setting back and really, really thinking about what do I love to do? Who am I? What brings me joy? And not comparing yourself to anybody else. And I tell you what, when you do that, it opens up more doors and more opportunities than you'd ever imagine. But so often we fight that. You know, we fight our gut feeling. We fight what we truly believe in. And we end up chasing something that we don't really like. And that was really me. You know, I chasing money. Uh, I had a, a great, great income in, in, the, in the auto industry. Uh, but that's not really who I was. I enjoyed the business. But it wasn't who I was. And, and you know, so I was trying to keep up with the Joneses and um, mm. compared myself with everybody all day long. And but one day I just got tired. You know, this isn't who I am. And then, like I said, like you said, it took me into my late 30s to really figure that out. And um, that's what I love about life. You know, you're constantly getting better, constantly learning and experiencing. But the biggest thing with the whole thing is just really being open-minded. And if you're closed-minded, wow, the, you're shutting off so many opportunities and doors that, you don't even know it exists. Mm. So I would encourage all your listeners out there, if they're at a job they hate or they're not loving what they do and, um, or really struggling with just trying to figure out, uh, sometimes it's good to just take a step back and really think about what you love to do. And then, you know, like Sam Crowley always says, let's figure out how to monetize it. Um, mm. But, man, I tell you, life is short, my friend. Don't stay at a job you hate. That is for sure. I know you love what you do, and you've been very blessed. Uh, but, man, there's a lot of people out there that just hate their job, and, uh, man, it's just not worth it. So you can reinvent yourself anytime, whether you're 50, 60, 15, doesn't matter. Just stay open-minded and look for the opportunities because so they're out there. You just got to open awesome. your eyes to see them. You are so right. And, and your, uh, your explanation, your details there, the information you're sharing, it just um, oozes with hope. And I think that's what people are looking for to the point of no matter where they're at, they just, you know, they got to understand, God, if you just – Open up the ears, open up the heart, open up the eyes a little bit. We always talk about success leaving clues. It's out there and obviously surrounding yourself with people that kind of support that and offer those things to you. So before your 30s, before you kind of had these light bulb moments here, were there, were there anybody in your life, a teacher, a coach, anybody that was offering any you know, suggestions or hints or, or guidance at all that – uh, you kind of listened to a little bit, but maybe just didn't pick up. Did you have some helpful people in your life trying to, to steer you right there, Jeremy? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. Um, and, and if I could just hit the rewind button real quick, when you're talking about hope and, and, and believing there's hope out there, and I, mm-hmm. I would encourage everybody, um, and I know it sounds cliche, and I know it sounds so obvious, but there is so much hope out there in, in your own life. And, and, again, sometimes we do. We do look for other people. Like, hey, give me inspiration. Give me hope. But in reality, you truly are an inspiration. You're an inspiration to your family, to your kids, to your loved ones, to your friends. You are an inspiration. And it goes back to that comparing yourself to others. You know, look at Jeremy Todd. He quit this job and he's done all these things. Well, that's just my path. You know, your path is completely different. So the hope is real. You just have to understand that it's reality. It's where you are. And, you know, I, I just – you know, there's so many people out there to look to, so many books to read, but we get so caught up, and, we, you know, it's analysis paralysis. We look at this guy or this person and pick this technique and try this technique, but in reality, until you accept that you are a beam of light and you are hope, you know, you have hope in you, it's never going to take place. You have to understand that it is deep inside of you, and you have to accept that. Until you accept that, all the stuff, all the things you're listening to, all the books you're reading, they're not going to change who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, you are who you are, and when you understand that, it makes a big difference. So, you know, the, your question is who has really inspired me? 
You know, that's a, that's a great question because I don't really have a solid answer for that. It, it's just I was just fed up, you know, fed up with what I where I was and fed up with things I was missing. And I knew there was more in life. And I knew that the only way to stop the trend that I was in is just to stop the trend that I was in, cold turkey, quit my job. I gave him a six-week notice. And, you know, <laughs> I was making well over six figures, and I love mm. my job. Um, well, I think the, I love the people I work with. They don't like my job, but at some point, you've got to understand that you're on this life for a short period of time. Yeah. So I can continue to make that money and uh, and be miserable, or I can throw the money out the window and be happier in hell. And that's really the decision I make. And but when you do that, all of a sudden other opportunities start coming up that are the universe, the good Lord above. Everyone, the successes will be provided. You just have to have faith in yourself to do it. So, um, yeah, it's scary. Yeah, it's tough. But, man, I wouldn't have it any other way. Because I, I think I uh, mentioned this on a good buddy of mine. It's Jeff Lip. I don't know if you know Jeff Lip or not. I was on his podcast. Love and the I man. Mentioned him. Yeah, I mentioned him. One of my biggest fears is laying on your deathbed and regretting things. Mm-hmm. Well, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine laying on my deathbed thinking, yeah, hey, I did 40 years in the car business and I worked 15 hours a day. Man, that was awesome. Or I'd rather be, you know what, I'm glad I worked 10 years in the car business and 15 years quit and then had the rest of my life to enjoy it and spend time with family. That sounds like a little bit better story to me than working my life away, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. You know what, Jeremy, i got to say, buddy, you, you just ooze with confidence. And I wonder, where did that come from? Because, you know, it, like you said, it took you a while to, to take that leap. Uh, was there one single moment? Was there uh, one person? Like, let me throw this name out at you, because I know this guy means a lot to me, and um, I just would like to hear how much – Sam Crowley means to you? Like, what did Sam Crowley do for you? Was he part of this process? Because to me, you're making six figures, right? You like kind of mm-hmm. what you do, like the people that you're doing, and, and you're good at the job. And you take yeah. that leap of faith and give them that six-week notice. And not only did you quit your job, but lead, lead our listeners into you took off. You, you, you left in the end, didn't you? Yeah, and, you know, it goes back to, you know, you and I were kind of joking on the phone before that uh, living in Indiana, the weather's miserable. That's, so I don't know why you live in Michigan, but that's another story, <laughs> another, another podcast. But, you know, it's just, uh, I was just tired. I'm like, I mean, I was completely, completely and totally fed up with the way my life was going. I complain about it being cold, but I don't have to live where it's cold. It's mm-hmm. a free country. So, you know, again, I just <laughs> yes, sir. quit my job, sold my house, moved to North Carolina, moved to the mountains. It was absolutely beautiful there, and, but it wasn't warm enough for me. Mm-hmm. You know, but again, I've never been out west, so I thought, you know what, let's try this again. Became very mobile, we're you know borderline um, minimalist. You know, we, uh, the great word my buddy gave me the other day is that we're essentialist. You, know, you just keep the things that you essentially need mm. within, you know, that that you really really need in your life. So like get that. rid of everything else. So we've done that, and so we're very mobile, and um, so we can go anywhere we want. And so we again, life is a journey; it's not a destination. So I want to try, try and experience as many things and challenge myself and. But when you mentioned Sam Crowley, you know, it's funny. I've had conversations with people that, uh, about Sam Crowley, and, and Sam Crowley truly is, you know, he was my coach for, for a year. And um, I would do it all over again any day of the week. But, you know, Sam Crowley, did it, he, he helped me out a lot with my business. Mm-hmm. But what he helped me out with was more mindset. Mm-hmm. And the business, even if, we, if, we, if I hit the rewind button and I don't learn anything at all, which I did from my business with Sam Crowley, I learned nothing, but I learned all mindset. And, 
not given a, you know, for all, I don't want to cut, but not giving a shit what anybody else thinks. You know, I cared right. about what, what I think and what my family thinks and, and how to help people out. And, you know, that's really what I wanted to do. So Sam helped me realize that, man, you got to get, if you hate your job, just quit. And, you know, I thought he was crazy in doing it, but I trusted him. I was so burned out where I was. I said, you know what? I'm in. Let's do this. I quit my job and started moving all across the country. And, you know, now I'm in California loving life. So it's, uh, who knows? You know, it's funny, too, because who knows where I'll be another year from now. I have no idea, but it's a hell of an adventure. And, man, oh, man, I tell you, like I said, I wouldn't have it any other way. That is awesome. So you have it set in your heart, mind, soul that, hey, if, if, if something happens again, I can take off again because you have done it twice. You know, you've gained some confidence. Yeah. So you are not locked into anybody else's world or definition yeah. of life. You have your own. Yeah, it's absolutely right. And, you know, let's be honest, you know, was it scary? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, my wife stays at home and takes care of our three kids. Uh, so there's no additional income there. It's just me. Um, mm. But it's, it's almost like blind faith that I know, man, it's, it's been scary. Yeah, I mean, moving across the country. I mean, when we moved from North Carolina to California, we didn't even have a place picked out. We, didn't, we started looking at places a day before we got here. But I knew, you know, by having this mindset and having it work in the past, I knew it would work out. It always has. It always will. But people don't tr- – they say that, but they don't truly believe that. And right. when you begin to believe that, that's when your life changes. Not until that day. Not until that day. So when you – I know there's maybe your listeners out there saying, man, it's easy for Jeremy to do that. Well, it is because I believe it. You don't believe it. Or it's I, I can't do that because I'm not – you know, I don't have this or I don't have that. It's comparing. You're, you haven't convinced yourself that it's time to make that move because as soon as you start comparing yourself, well, he could do it, but I can't do it. Or she can do it and I can't, she's got this or that or this skill or that skill. We all have different skills. It's just a matter of that that mental commitment. Are you ready to make a move in your life? And if that answer is 100% yes, I promise you it will work out. 100%. Jeez Louise. Was was there any time in your, in either of your two moves, maybe, you know, the move uh, to North Carolina or the move out to California where anything popped in your head that, like, oh, my God, what am I, what am I doing? This, this, this is scary. This might not work. I'm a little concerned. Or was it like, hey, this is, you know, uh, strap yourself in. We're going this way. Let's go. Was there any yeah. doubt? Yeah. <laughs> another good question. You know, it's funny when you're um, driving down the highway, going, <laughs> you know, from North Highway 40, driving across the country, not knowing where your destination is, and all of a sudden you kind of look and you're kind of zoning out while you're driving, you kind of look like, where am I going? <laughs> you know, what is, where am I going to live? What does it look like? I mean, what does the area we're going look like? What are the people like? I have no idea. So there's that doubt that kind of creeps in, and then you look at the other side, all of a sudden the other side creeps in, and you say, wow, what an opportunity, what an adventure. Mm-hmm. I, I know we're going to be okay. Strap yourself in, like you said, strap yourself in, let's go for this ride, and, and document it and have fun and enjoy it and i'll tell you what it's been uh, again the best experience i've ever had and i would encourage everybody to do something like this if you're going to quit your job hey i didn't plan to quit my job in one day i planned it over a few months mm-hmm. you know so i did make plans but at the same time that's a big move and um, if you're absolutely stuck in your life and you think there's nothing else out there jump off the cliff, pull the parachute, and watch what happens because something's going to happen good. You're going to – that's why I love that video with um, – I can't remember the gentleman. He's Steve Harvey, the jump mm-hmm. video. He says when you jump, your parachute's not going to open right away. 
you're going to bang off the wall, bang off the, you're going to bang your knees up, your elbows up, you're going to get hurt. But you have to take that chance because eventually that parachute will open. Yeah. And it has. So that's that. the, that's the that. biggest thing is you just got to do it. Quit yeah. talking about it. Quit telling your friends about it. Quit telling your mom about it. Quit bitching about it. Just do it. <laughs> Getting out of that comfort zone, man. I love that. Yeah. Hey, do you have uh, do you have any advice for your 20-year-old self or your 18-year-old self? If like, if you could go back, and uh, obviously we have listeners that are that are younger than definitely younger than me and younger than you too. But what advice would you give your 20-year-old self? Um, you know, that's a, that's a good question. Uh, um, I don't know if you ever listen to Gary Vaynerchuk. Gary Vaynerchuk is awesome. I would recommend everybody to listen to him. He swears a lot, so you know, be careful. But <laughs> he says at age 20 to start a business and that's um and it, right out of high school start a business you, you have one of two choices and this is really what we're going to tell my kids you have one of two choices you can go to college or mm-hmm. start a business that's it you're, you're not gonna you know get out of high school and then go work at, and again nothing is bad about people working at home depot but that's not that's not the choice for my kids my choice is start a business and it got, it's got to be a realistic business whatever you whatever you choose building this, building that, painting, running the booth at a farmer's market. I don't care what it is, but you will learn more by running the business and taking a chance like that than you will ever in your life. Because when you get 30 and 40 and 50 years old, it's a lot harder. Mm-hmm. It's a lot harder to quit your job and, and do that because you have to have other responsibilities and society's telling you got to get ready for retirement and plan all these other things out. But when you're 20, man, I would have, looking back, I don't know what I would have done. I have really have no idea. Uh, but, man, I would have really worked hard to – I know coming out of high school, man, there's a lot of pressure to go to college. And, mm-hmm. and I know I'm trying to, to tread water with you, my friend, because I know you're a great teacher, and I know you're – I'm not even trying to go down there, but I just think college may not be the best answer nowadays for a lot of people. Sure. But, but as a society, we pressure everybody, college, 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 college. However, there are so many people that are just not good in college. So if you go to a trade school, you know, learn, a, learn, in that, learn construction, learn plumbing. If that's what your passion is, go do that. If you want to start a whatever a website business, whatever that you want to start, do that right away. Do that right away before you go through college and before you get through huge debt in college. And, again, I know there's people with scholarships, and I get all that. But majority of people coming out of college have student loans at the yin-yang, and that's a whole other podcast episode. Yeah. But before you make that commitment, commit one way or another. Yes, I'm going to go to college, or I'm going to go to a trade school, or I'm going to start my own business and give it a shot. Uh, I think that would be my best advice to myself because I went. I tried to go to college. I was no good at it. Failed miserably. Uh, went a couple of years. Had some student loans. So thankfully, I paid them off since. But it was just bad decision. Um, and I, I think I slowed my my. You know, there's no regrets because it's made me who I am today. Uh, but that would be my advice: is to start a business or go to college and be 100% committed to either one. Right. That's what we're telling our wow. kids. Yeah, you're right. There's definitely there's more than just college out there. You know, whether it's military, there's the trades. Uh, you know, you can hook up an apprenticeship. But finding something that I think that you know, I I try and get my students to realize the importance of finding something, and it may not be right now. You may have to look for a little bit, but finding something that you enjoy getting up for every morning. And my benchmark a lot of times is waking up before my alarm, and and not being yeah. ticked, and not being ticked off. You know, I, I enjoy coming here. Uh, but you're right. It's, it's a search for everybody. 
Um, and I love that. I love that thought, that uh, that mindset thing there. Uh, shifting gears here. I know your time's valuable, so I'm not going to keep you too long here, hey, buddy. You got, me. Um, you got me, buddy. Actually, you got me for a little bit today. Actually, I made extra time for you today. So. Oh, thank you, man. That's awesome. Um, yeah, came buddy. up with something new here. This uh, Coach Good. Daly's rapid fire drill. Oh, I love it. What this rapid fire drill is all about is I got uh, Coach John Wooden's Pyramid of Success here, which I've love been a it. big follower. God, probably since middle school when I started reading his stuff and being involved in basketball and then coaching right after that. So I'm going to throw a couple words out at you from this pyramid of success. And I'm just looking for some first thoughts, some, some gut reaction that comes uh, yeah. in your mind and heart from these words. Does that sound all right? I love it. I love John Wooden. He's got a great book. Not to change the subject on you real quick, but he's got a great book um, with, with quotes. But there's a story with him and Rick Riley that I would encourage all your listeners to search it's, it's called Love Letters, and he wrote Love Letters to his wife, and she died, I don't know, 30 years ago before he passed away. Mm-hmm. And he wrote a love letter to his wife every single day, mm-hmm. and it was the most impactful thing I've ever I, – I listened to it maybe once, twice a year uh, because it's so impactful. It brings a tear to my eye. He talks about love and life and are you afraid to die. I would really encourage everyone out there to really listen to that, and um, it'll change your life. So I'm a huge – Huge John Wooden fan. This is awesome. In fact, I just wrote that down. I'll, I'll try and dig up something about that and put it in the show notes. You will, I know you. You will cry. Oh, absolutely. Oh, man, I wear my emotions <laughs> on my sleeves, and I don't give a rip. <laughs> you, will, you will cry for sure, my friend. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, first word coming at you, enthusiasm. Oh, man, that's my day. That is, that is me, 100%, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If you don't have enthusiasm, you are going to get blown away. But, but, but be on, be it, let it be authentic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's authentic, true. And it, authentic enthusiasm. It's one of the uh, cornerstones. It's one of the bottom uh, blocks of his pyramid, uh, which he means, you know, everything else is based upon having that. And then the other one on the other side is industriousness, just having that work ethic. You, you know, I think um, that's very, very, very important. It's It's doing the things when no one's watching. You know, mm-hmm. by being running your own business, it's... Uh, you know, like today, I'm, I'm sitting here BS with you, so I'm done. At, I can be done at three today, mm-hmm. or I can work till five o'clock and, and work that extra time. It's, that's that's all. That's a tough game to play with yourself, and you've got to win that one because it's a battle. We are um, our biggest advocate and we're biggest, you know, detriment because we can sell ourselves for all the reasons why we don't need to work hard. And it's interesting sometimes when we're having a really bad day or we're or like in business and we're struggling with sales, it gives us a reason to really work harder. But on the flip side of that, when things are going really, really well, do you mail it in at the end of the day and say, you know what, hey, I had a great day, I had a great week, I had a great month, I'm going to take it off early. The industriousness part is interesting because that hard work ethic comes out on the top and at the bottom, but it's more important at the top because, again, you're missing more opportunity because you're, pat- you're breaking your arm, patting yourself on the back, and not understanding that, hey, this day's not over. You've got to keep going. So that's, um, that's an important word. And I, again, that's a John Wooden 101 for sure. Awesome. Love that. Love that thought. How about friendship? Well, um, friendship's powerful for me. I, I have, I've been very, very blessed. I have friends all over the country. But I mentioned I grew up in, a, in Fort Wayne and with a, in an area with not a lot of money. Went to a small Catholic school. Mm-hmm. I apologize for the, the background noise, but um, sounds like you're riding I, a motorcycle there, brother. I'm in. Uh, I'm sitting outside in a little shopping center. It's beautiful awesome. outside. I don't want to sit inside. So awesome. Um, Good. Fine. But uh, you know, my 
I have a, a man, I am so fortunate. My best friend in the entire world, his name is Todd Roberts. And Todd and I, um, I was born in July. He was born in August. And we grew up right across the street from each other. So I've literally known him for almost 40 years of my life. And mm-hmm. we are best friends still to this day. He's the godfather of my oldest son. But I have so many people in that little knit community from my grade school class of 30 that I've been friends with for 35 years. Cause you know, I started in kindergarten and it was the same 30 people started in that class. And I talked to them at a normal, pretty much at least every other week, all of my friends that are, that are back from day one, that uh, again, 35 year relationships, you just can't beat them. Um, but, uh, you know, the friendships I'm gaining every single day. And, um, you know, here I got something for you about friendship. Yeah. One of, the, one of the things that I have really found recently is being vulnerable to your friends. Mm. And, and I say that because I've met some people out here in California, and I've learned in the last few years by being vulnerable to your friends about asking for help, it builds better relationships because then they feel they can ask you for help, and you're not – it builds a different kind of relationship. Instead of just being buddies, or, you know, drinking buddies or golfing buddies. When you ask someone for help, you gauge how close of a friend they really, really are. So I would encourage everybody to ask friends, not just buddies, that BS and buddies, but ask them for a better relationship and ask them to help you. I ask mm-hmm. all the time. I have friends out here that I've asked just this morning, hey, I need your help. Can you help me? And a true friend's going to say, absolutely, how can I help? And your relationship will grow much faster by being vulnerable with your friends. That's why, they, that's why they're friends, right? But a lot of times we want to be t- too cool and be the, be the cool guy or cool girl, and we don't want to be vulnerable and show weakness. But I think that's, again, that's a society thing. Be who you are and be vulnerable. It shows the strength. So sorry to go off on a tangent on you on that one. But. Oh, love that. In fact, I love the fact of, uh, you know, that you bring it up because in life, you know, uh, Jeff Lipp and I talk about this all the time. It's, it's relationships. It comes down to people in, in your life and uh, who you have around you and who you are around for others. But that friendship, I love that little uh, that tangent that you went off on. That was huge. I love that. How about, how about resourcefulness? <laughs> That's my favorite thing in the world. One of my favorite. I have a lot of favorite things in the world, but I love resourcefulness because I – you know, if, if you remember back with, with Seinfeld, with, with Kramer had Bob Sacramento, you know, he's always got a guy for something. You know Bob Sacramento. So I, I love, I was, that, that's totally me. Like, I mean, I've got a guy that's a plumber, that's an electrician. That's, that is, you know, I, I'm always, we'll figure it out. I got a guy. I got a guy. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. That is my answer for pretty much everything. It does, and that's, you know, that goes along with taking those risks. You know, it, yeah. it doesn't matter what goes on, I'll figure it out. I don't care what happens to you know, the car breaks down, whatever, you get in an accident, whatever the horrible experiences that, that happens in your life, awesome, we're going to figure this out, it's a lesson. So I look at every opportunity to be as resourceful as possible because I know everything will work out, and I, gotta figure it, I, gotta, I just got to figure it out how to do it. So I love that word. Man, that is awesome. That is something I need to obviously work on um, big time. And here's something else I need to work on. Jeff and I have talked about this. How about the word Patience. Patience is tough for me because um, it's something I, I'm working better at, trying to get better every single day. Patience is difficult because when you have super high energy and, uh, you know, enthusiasm, I'm pumped up all the time, I get not only patience for making decisions, but I get impatient listening to conversations because I almost catch myself trying to answer other people's situations. So, you know, again, being honest with myself and 
being vulnerable, that's what I really struggle with is, is patience. Patience with my career. I want things to happen right now. I want people to call me back right now. But it's just not the right time, and I have to work on that. And, and I work on it every day. That's, it's, that's probably the number. When you say what I'm working on as a person right now, that's the number one thing I'm working on right now is patience. Patience with my wife. Patience with my kid. Patience with my job. Patience in traffic. You know, it's so important. And what I've learned is, for me, is I'm really working on slowing my speech pattern down because I talk fast. Part of the enthusiasm, part of the, you know, I want things to happen right away. When I slow my speech pattern down, it slows the conversation down. It allows me to make better decisions. allows me to ask better questions. Uh, so that is, that's one of my tough things. That's what I'm, I'm constantly working on is patience. Oh, man, that is awesome. I love, I love those thoughts about that. And, and like you said, there's plenty of times, I think, every single day in our lives, I don't care what we're doing, that we can practice that, you know, practice that skill. That's for sure. It's tough. Uh, one last one here, and then I've got a couple other questions here before we yeah, let you go. Uh, how about honesty? <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that because this isn't going to be the best story, John, so I apologize to all your podcast <laughs> listeners right now. But, you know, I, when we moved to California, we moved, couldn't find a place. You know, I don't mm-hmm. know if I told you the story, but we were stuck in an Airbnb with a moving truck and, uh, you know, of all my stuff in it, just couldn't find a place to live. So we ended up finding a temporary place, and we moved again uh, on Saturday. And I dropped the rental truck off, and I'm having kind of a frustrating day. And, I, don't, you know, just all self-inflicted things, and I'm trying to keep an open mind and slow everything down, working on my patience. I dropped the truck off, and the gentleman walks around the truck and sees damage on the truck. Mm. So, and I'm like, I'm like, that it 100% was not from me. And I told this whole situation, this story about honesty and, and this guy's accusing me of wrecking this rental truck. So I went on this tangent this morning because, you know, I disputed everything. And I said to this gentleman this morning, and again, it was probably it was not what he needed to hear or wanted to hear. He probably needed to hear, but not what he wanted to hear. And I just went on. The problem with today's society is we're not honest. And, and sometimes we just, we settle. We settle, you know what, that wasn't me, but I'll just go ahead and take care of it you know what, damn it, at some point in our lives, we need to stand up for what's honest and what's truthful. And I told this gentleman, I said, you know what, I don't care if it was $179 fix for this truck. And I said, I don't care what it's going to take because at some point in your life, you've got to stand up for honesty. And I'm not paying for this damage to this truck because it was not me. Mm. I said, honesty is so important nowadays, and I am not backing down from this. I'm not saying it's okay to just go ahead and pay for it and assume responsibility. With, with, this, with the society we're in with social media, and we have these keyboard killers out there that want to talk trash and talk smack with no proof or no honesty, honesty is more important now than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you get the pictures of back in the 30s and 40s, and you get the Mayberry and everything's perfect, and, you know, life is perfect. And, but nowadays it's so confusing, so just a whole new world and, and there's so many keyboard killers out there that'll just say whatever they want with no nothing to back it up with. Honesty is very unique. I think it's uh, it's a skill that I think is going away mm-hmm. and I think it's more important now than it's ever been in society um, and it's really and, and what I truly believe too is that's what separates successful people from unsuccessful people. You see people that are do good for a while and all of a sudden they fall off or they switch jobs 15 times. Or, but, but the truly, truly successful good people 
are super honest. And sometimes being honest isn't easy. It's, you know, sometimes you've got to be brutally honest with people and tell them what you think and what you feel and not sugarcoat things. So honesty is just so powerful. And by having that skill and developing the skill and, and knowing how to use the honesty and, and be like that all the time is so important nowadays. So that is a huge one. And um, it's something that I preach to my kids over and over and over and over again. Thank God I'm very blessed. Kids are great. But, man, oh, man, you talk about a powerful skill right now in today's society. It's, it's authentic, and people need more authentic, honest people in their lives. So, man, that's, a, that's an important word right now, more than ever. You are so right. I see it on the news every time, you know, if I'm sitting there and, uh, you know, I want to get weather or sports or something, and they got a few stories on. Or, you know, we had an earthquake nearby last night, and so that was all the buzz. It was, uh, well, living in Michigan sounds like a blast. Yeah, I know. Here we're talking about no, no snow in the forecast, an earthquake, but um, all these news stories, you know, and it's just amazing, uh, the lack of character, lack of honesty mm-hmm. that gets so many people in trouble. You, you nailed that right on. And, and I love the point how you are trying to not only teach that to, the, to your kids, but you're being the example, too, which sometimes, uh, most of the time, that's more powerful than words, than, than you telling them all the time but by living, you know, your actions. And they, they pick up. People pick up on how we do things, right? The people are watching. Well, so I, you know, I don't want to interrupt you. Just, I don't mean to interrupt. Oh, I do yeah, mean no problem. But no just, problem. just a little bit about that. It was, we're teaching the kids, and this is something that's worked for me and my family. People think I'm nuts or weird, but, again, I don't. it doesn't matter. It's what I believe and what I, you know, being authentic. But we don't, my, my oldest is 11, my youngest is 6, and we've completely eliminated the TV out of our house. They, don't, they haven't mm-hmm. watched TV in years. They don't watch movies. They don't watch anything. They don't watch social media. They're not on devices. They're not anything. Our kids are learning from our actions every single day. And when you see that, when you, when you say what they notice and when the background stuff they see, the news, and I'm telling you, John Daly, this is your tip of the day, never watch the news ever again. Mm-hmm. It is miserable. It's, self, it's all negative. Um, it's, it, there's an agenda. It's just, it's just mentally... It's just not worth even having it in your life. And, that, you know, it's funny when I told my dad that first time, I told him to quit watching the news. And he said, well, how would you be informed? <laughs> I'm informed every single day with my life and my kids, making my kids better, me working harder on being a better person. I don't need societies to tell me what's going on with the Trump administration or the Democrats, Republicans, the war. I, I don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear it. It has nothing to do with real life, day-to-day, making better decisions, treating people right. So, John Daly, I need you to commit to me right now that you will not watch the news for 30 days. Tip of the day. Wow. Are you going to accept the challenge? No news for 30 And that means no news on your phone. That, does, that means no news checking whatever news app you have. No news for 30 days. You know what, brother? I just went over honesty. I'm going to be honest with you. I can't do that. Why? I'm going to try to lessen it. I'll tell you that. I will try. Why? What do you? Why, why can't you do that? That's a great question. I'm just looking is it at. Just because um, society says you need to know and watch the news. No, I, I, you know, being a business teacher, I do like keeping up on uh, trends and employment trends, and uh, I hear news reports. You know, Murray Feldman is a business guy. He's on the radio. And he talks about, um, you know, hiring trends and um, skills, skill-based type stuff, and. Um, I, I'm generally interested in good news stories and, and finding things to to share. Um, you know, I do read things for my podcasts and things, and I do read things for school. Okay, well, you uh, hit that right on the head. You hit it right. On, you don't watch the news. 
if you want to read something, yes, read I a job magazine. Yes. Read a job. Read something like that. Don't watch the news. Yeah, I seek things. That's for sure. That's for sure. Okay, but yeah, well, I will not sit the there. I don't sit there for the the half hour and watching uh, the six to six thirty news um, on most nights. I'm busy doing other things. But uh, so you do not accept my no news thirty day challenge. <laughs> I'm being honest with you, brother. Um, but, but listen, John Daly, this is I'm, this is what I, I'm a business coach. I coach real estate agents, mortgage agents, financial advisors. I mean, you yes, think the sir. news is important to me? That's what I do. But I don't watch the news at all because it doesn't make a difference. Well, I'm telling like you, John Daly. I got a I got a lot of work to do, then, my friend. That's to, a challenge. Get that is your. That, that's, a get, that, that's a very good challenge, man. I love that. I love that. I'm going to be working on that, and I will give you some progress reports back when we keep in touch. <laughs> I, I just hope your students listen to this and they say, "Yeah, Coach Daly, don't ever watch the news ever again." I don't watch the news. Why do you watch it? <laughs> and then I want you to look at all the things that you talk about in your class. Right. And you say, "Well, I need I need to use this and see what actually comes from the news." Or if yeah. it's some stuff you read. That'd be Absolutely. interesting, too. Yeah. That's some, good, that's some good challenges there, brother. Okay, hey, listen, shifting gears here. I picked this one up from uh, John O'Leary, who I've been following for a while, uh, that book on fire, which i still got to get to you. Um, he throws this question out to his guests, and I, and I found it very interesting to throw it out to the people I've been talking to. Jeremy Todd, if you were sitting on a bench, a couple things. And I, I kind of changed it here. A couple things. Where would that bench be in your perfect place, very peaceful, looking over whether it's the ocean, a golf course, whatever, and you had the opportunity to sit and chat with one person, and that person could be alive or dead, who would that person be, and where are you sitting talking to them? Well, let's see, Coach Daly. I would – man, you know, that's a good question. I, I love the beach. The beach mm-hmm. is always nice, and I love the mountains. I always tell my wife that I just want something dead silent, maybe overlooking on a beautiful sunny day, maybe in the woods, but kind of up in the high, like looking over a cliff or something. Mm-hmm. I would really like that because it's peaceful and you can see out and you can open your mind and expand, or, or the beach. I guess I would pick the, the mountains first because the mountains are beautiful. But it's got to be warm. And it's cool. got to be sunny. Yep. That's, that's a 100% must. <laughs> the people I'd be sitting with... Um, I can get. If, I'm, I'm sure there's. Well, again, there's no right or wrong answer. So I'm going to give you a few people. Yeah, that's fine. I would like to spend time with my both my grandmothers that have been passed away. Mm. Uh, my grandmother passed away. My grandma was Schuler. She passed away I think two years and three years ago. Uh, she was just the funniest person I've ever met in my life. Uh, just constantly joking, quick-witted, but you know, in grandma jokes, you know. But they were quick-witted. They were good. Mm-hmm. And I would love to have a conversation with her again. And then my other grandmother, uh, her, my name, her name is Grandma Luba Mursky, big Polish grandmother. She passed away when I was younger, when I was 10 or 11, and I just don't remember a lot. Uh, so I really like to spend time with them. And just the stories, you know, listen to people like that talk to tell you about what times were when they were younger. I remember my grandmother, uh, my grandma uh, Schuler, she would tell me stories about having her friends over at the house and they would have, like, dance parties. But, you know, it's the old... 1940s dance parties or 30s dance parties, you know, so completely different, but I, I picture them doing that and having fun and just just hearing those stories I think are so important. That's why the elderly people, I love having conversations with them. Mm-hmm. I'll just sit down with someone older, I don't even know who they are, and just ask them questions all day long. You know, what are, what are your goals? What are your dreams? What's the greatest lesson you've ever learned? I, 
uh, it was the best time you ever had. So I love talking to older people like that. Mm. Um, as far as um, I, I would love to talk to, to Will Smith. I'm a huge Will Smith fan. Mm. I just think he is amazing. I, I think um, uh, Jim Carrey. I love Jim Carrey, the transformation he's made in his career and his life. I just think he's awesome. I would love to learn from, um, uh, oh, gosh, what's the guy's name? Uh, the Tesla guy. It's um, um, everyone out there listening with a great, great podcast. Um, um, the guy, the, the, the Tesla cars. Who, yeah. who, 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 I don't know him either, so. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. It's, um, <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. Okay, well, anyways. I would like to be on with him because he's got the, uh, you know, obviously he's just a genius when it comes to developing cars. Um, oh, Elon, Elon Musk. I just Elon, looked it Elon up. Musk. Elon Musk. Yeah, Elon Musk. You know, with what he knows and, and thinking about, you know, shipping people to Mars and the mm. great thinkers like that, I would be fascinated to see wow. uh, what his mind is like and what he thinks and what he says. I would like to talk to... Um, you know, like Gandhi and just huge, huge minds just for mindset. The Pope, I'd love to talk, have a conversation with the Pope. I would love to have the conversation with the president. Um, you know, I'd love to talk to Donald Trump. I would love to talk to Barack Obama. I would love to talk to any president. Yeah. Uh, I would, I would just, just the information and the mindset and where they're thinking and how they look at different perspectives and, 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 you know, homeless people. I'd like to see where their mindset is. It's just, you know, when it's one person, it's difficult because there's so much to learn from every single person that you have no clue. And that's what I love about life, man, is meeting people and experiencing these things with them. Everyone's completely different, has a completely different journey and completely different experiences, good and bad. And what they've learned, um, man, I tell you, there's just uh, a lot to learn, a lot of cool people to sit down with. So that answer is uh, probably a long one for me, but I love a lot it. of people you know from. I need to uh, dig up not just a bench. I need a picnic table or something for you, a huge picnic table. Oh, yeah, like a stadium because it would be yeah. so cool. The highs and lows, millionaires, billionaires, broke people, it doesn't matter who they are, hmm. professional athletes, business owners. Uh, there's a, um, a lot of fascinating people. And you know what? I know, I'm know. i fortunate to know a lot of these fascinating people. Sam Crowley's one. Coach John Daly, Jeff Slip. Those are in, important people that I know I can reach out to and BS with and check in my friendship my my dad my mom my brother i mean man you know what it's just sometimes like i said earlier it's just looking at the people around you and understanding the people that you have in your life right now and accepting who they are and love on them and get information from them and I tell you man life is good life is good brother love that answer man you're right it's all about relationships and like you said we all have stories to tell and that's another big john o'leary point but, you know, a lot of times it's not the stories that should be told. It's not the real story. It's uh, yeah. maybe sugar-coated. It's the Facebook. It's the social media one that, hey, we want everybody thinking this way, that we're all this and everything's great and perfect. And it's not always. But, boy, can we learn from other people. That is a huge point there. All right, Jeremy Absolutely. Todd, ending up here, going to get you on your way. I'm going to get on my way. But before I let you go, how can people get in touch with you and if you wanted to uh, let them know a couple contact points, but also maybe a couple final points that you'd like to leave them uh, with Yeah, today. I appreciate that, yeah. Yeah, I guess the um, best way to find me is you can search me on my website, jeremytodd.com. Mm-hmm. Check that out. I'm with Southwestern Consulting Group. I'm really helping salespeople and, and really anybody with the sales team and, you know, get over some fears they may have about prospecting and, and really helping people out and, and elevating the actual 
the term of sales. Some people say, well, I'm in sales. It sounds cheesy or it sounds greasy. or Yeah, there's a lot of people out there that like that, but I want to elevate the perception of sales by making it um, it's the most respective industry in the world, mm-hmm. the highest paid industry in the world. And mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, if anybody wants to learn how to do that, that's where you reach out to me, Jeremy, jeremytodd.com. Uh, that's the best way is email jeremy at jeremytodd.com or check out the website, jeremytodd.com. Uh, so, that, yeah, that's the biggest stuff. And, and again, you know, kind of just to reiterate a little bit about what I talked about earlier, and I, I appreciate these final points because I, I, the more people I can tell this to, the, the better, is just the, to reiterate, man, about accepting who you are. It, in this turn, you mentioned Facebook, and you see everyone's life is just so perfect and beautiful. And then you, you challenge yourself and your beliefs. You're like, man, why are they doing that? Why are why is their life so perfect and beautiful? And you constantly look at someone else's life and, and judge yourself against that person, good or bad. Or, you know, you see people that are struggling. You're like, man, I'm glad that's not me. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Our own, everyone has their own faults, their own stories, their ups and their downs. But it's a matter of accepting who you are, where you are, and knowing that it's okay. It's okay to be who you are. If you're overweight, you're tall, you're short, you're whatever, you name it. It's, it's okay, and that's what makes life so awesome. And until you truly buy into that and own that reality and own that perception, your life is never going to be any more than what it is right now. The uh, old saying, sorry about that, the old saying is what's gotten you here won't get you there. Mm-hmm. That's reality. you got to get better and better and better and better. So um, I appreciate the time today. That is awesome. That's a life. It's a lifelong journey, and uh, I'm glad that I'm on the journey with you. And uh, so glad to have met you, buddy. You're just a bundle of energy, a bundle of great information, uh, and, and you care. You're, you're out there making a difference, and the world needs more of that. So, thank you so much for spending time. It's a great start to my weekend talking to you today, and uh, yeah, I really appreciate your time. Anytime, yeah. my friend. All right, folks. Hey, I hope you enjoyed this. This is a great talk, a great uh, one to probably replay a few times. Uh, share it with some people that might need to hear uh, some of the thoughts I came up with and probably more of the thoughts that Jeremy's got because uh, I tell you what, he's an outstanding individual with some great difference-making things to share. So, hey, this is Coach John Daly signing off. Make sure you check me out on Facebook over at coach to expect success and then you can also find me on Twitter at coach to success And I'm dabbling into Instagram, following Sam Crowley's advice, Coach John Daly. You can find that over there, too. But love uh, talking to people like this, so hopefully this helps. Keep finding those success puzzle pieces out there, you guys, because they're out there for yourself and others. Okay? Take care of yourselves. We'll talk again soon. See you.